Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is your brother in Islam, Yasir Qadi. This is a special message to uh, the people of our congregation in particular and all those masajid uh, whose uh, boards and uh, whose communities have decided to suspend uh, Jumu'ah and all of the congregational uh, prayers. Uh, dear brothers and sisters in Islam, realize that uh, during this time of, of great uh, crises, tensions are at an all-time high. And uh, our Sharia requests and our Sharia demands all of us to think rationally and not emotionally. And the texts of the Sharia are very, very clear. It is true that the Masajid, uh, generally speaking, it is fard kifaya for the community to be praying five times a day. And it is fard ayn on the Muslim to pray Jumu'ah, the Muslim adult male who does not have a valid excuse uh, to pray Jumu'ah. This is the default. At the same time, every single ruling in the Sharia, pretty much without exception, there are situations and circumstances where the ruling does not apply. In other words, as is the case in every system, for every rule, there are exceptional circumstances. And our scholars have mentioned that plagues are one of those situations in which definitely reasonable measures can be taken. In fact, it is authentically reported uh, that our Prophet ﷺ heard that one of the delegations that had come uh, to give uh, the oath of allegiance to him, that one of those people was afflicted with leprosy. And the Prophet ﷺ announced that, go tell that person, don't you know, give uh, the bay'ah, don't give the oath of allegiance to me, rather go back and I will accept his oath from afar. He doesn't have to come to the city. Uh, and of course, we can assume assume from this that uh, the person was afflicted with, with leprosy on the way to the city of Medina and before he got there so his colleagues then came and told the Prophet and he said look tell him that we have accepted his oath he can go back and this is a man who essentially was coming to become a Sahabi he's coming to uh, visit the city of Medina and put his hand in the hand of the Prophet but leprosy of course is a disease that transfers from person to person and that's why in an, uh, another hadith our Prophet told us that run away from the person who is you know giving out or the person who is a, a, a leper afflicted with leprosy the way you run away from a person uh, who uh, uh, the way you run away from a lion excuse me once again the hadith is run away from the person with leprosy the way that you run away from a lion and we also have in the hadith uh, that our prophet sallallahu said that sick animals should not be brought to drink water at the same time as healthy animals. And from this, our scholars have derived that if a person is going to inflict uh, sicknesses on other people, then that person should avoid coming to congregational salah. Now, the problem with coronavirus is that we do not know who is afflicted. And the fact of the matter is that perhaps in some cities, there are thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of people carrying the virus. These are, uh, subhanAllah, no matter how advanced we are, even in the current times that we live in, our scientists, our doctors still do not understand the full mechanism of how this virus works. They don't understand uh, the the, the uh, mechanism in which it is fully transferred, even though, of course, there are, uh, generally speaking, uh, some uh, parameters that we understand, but we're not 100% certain. Given all of this uncertainty, given the fact that we don't have uh, the medication to deal with this, given the fact that it is potentially fatal, a number of scholars bodies have given fatawa, including the Hayat Kibar Ulama of Saudi Arabia, which is uh, the Senior Council of Saudi Arabia, including that of Kuwait, uh, including Amja, which is the American Muslim Jurist Association, including the Fiqh Council of North America, which is I am a member of. All of these councils have given generic guidelines and they have said that if the community feels, if the local authorities have said that it is dangerous for people to congregate, then in such situations, definitely we should suspend Jumu'ah 
we should suspend congregational salah. And it is better to err on the side of caution. Uh, today, uh, a national emergency was declared in all of America. And dear brothers and sisters, I encourage you to just study a little bit of history. Study what happened uh, when the Black Plague afflicted uh, Europe uh, uh, in the 1300s. Study what happened uh, when the uh, Spanish influenza uh, affected the globe barely 102 years ago, 1917-1918. Uh, the Spanish influenza came. Study what happened. This coronavirus is a similar virus. It's from the same uh, uh, class of viruses. And uh, Allah Azza wa protect us. It looks that the worst is still to come. We ask Allah for afi, we ask Allah's protection. But we should not be acting foolish in this time frame. Wallahi, my dear brothers and sisters, allow me to be blunt here. There are enough tensions that all of us are facing. And there are some community members that might be getting irritated or angry that they cannot come and pray Jumu'ah. I ask those community members, frankly, and please, I ask you a blunt question. Do not get irritated at this. Will you take the responsibility if somebody gets affected? Will you come on the Day of Judgment and say that, you know, because I wanted to have Jumu'ah and Jama'ah, we are all going to come to the Masjid? Are you not aware of the incident in the seerah of the Prophet Wasallam, where a certain person was wounded uh, with a head wound and the wound was bleeding and uh, they uh, were not able to uh, to wash the wound properly because they were in the battle and on the way back when they were coming back to Medina this person he uh, had a, a, a nocturnal emission and he woke up and he didn't know what he's going to do if he's going to take a whole ghusl that wound which was past, uh, plastered in bandage would have to be put in water that might fester the wound somebody who didn't know the sharia somebody who didn't study Islam properly assumed that there must always be a strictness that there's never going to be an exception so that person said to him hey don't know you have no exception you're gonna have to take the bandage off and you're gonna have to do ghusl even if you have blood gushing out of your head doesn't matter and so the man didn't know any better and the man did ghusl and the wound festered and the man died because of a result of that fatwa quote unquote that was given by a person without knowledge when they came back to Medina and they informed the Prophet of the death of the man he became angry and he said in the Hadith is Abu Dawood. They killed him. They murdered him. May Allah Azza wa curse the one who did that fatwa. And of course, even though he said, May Allah curse him, uh, there's a, uh, inshallah, that came out as, a, uh, as an anger. And the man is not, inshallah, a curse because the Prophet is cursing to a Muslim as he himself told us, converts into uh, a mercy for the person. But he said in his, in his anger, Why did they give that fatwa based upon ignorance? If they didn't know, they should have asked. Because because indeed the cure for ignorance is asking knowledge. And Allah Azza wa Jalla says in the Quran, Ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. SubhanAllah, here we have major Islamic fiqh councils across the globe. All of them are saying that if the local uh, health officials say that congregating together is a danger, then we as the Muslim community should follow those local officials. And our Dallas County, the Collin County has declared that they do not want large crowds. And number of cities across America are uh, very strongly discouraging people to come together. And so why then should we act in a foolish manner and insist that all of us, especially the elderly, and my sincere advice to all of those who are above the age of 60, that especially that category, that they should take extra precautions and try to keep away from as many people as possible, keep a physical distance, even if you have to go outside. And of course, the issue is in our messages, we're all packed together, we're all compressed together. Our 
our masjids are really, alhamdulillah, we thank Allah that we have large masajid and we have packed communities. We thank Allah. But those packed communities in very rare circumstances are really bastions of trouble if the virus is, is going to spread. And this is what we have here. We have an international you know, uh, a group of people, uh, people of diverse backgrounds, people of diverse ages, people of diverse professions. If you really think about it, uh, the masjid is a breeding ground for these types of viruses. Why should we uh, act in a manner that is going to potentially cause some people to fall sick or may even uh, lose their lives? Dear Muslim brothers and sisters, especially I ask my community uh, of East Plano Islamic Center, please act in a manner that is in conformity with the goals and the laws of our Sharia. Our Prophet said, La darara wa la dirar. There should be no causing of harm. There should be no infliction of harm our others uh, on others. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed extreme measures and extreme circumstances. We all know this. So what we're about to face now, what we are facing now, it is potentially a catastrophe of a global level that we have not seen in our lifetimes. Dear Muslims, do not act in a foolish manner. What we're witnessing now, that it might be the beginning of perhaps the worst calamity of a global nature, maybe even since the world wars. How can we act in this foolish manner? All races, all ethnicities, every nation, is equally uh, susceptible to this. Let us not add fuel to the fire by creating tension when there is no need to create tension. The community, my community, has decided that it is best to avoid Jumu'ah and Jama'at and I support this 100%. This is of the goals of the Sharia to err on the side of caution. Pray at home and pray uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us and to protect our loved ones. Pray at home until the situation is resolved and do as many good deeds as you can from within. The we can worship Allah wherever we are. We don't have to go to the masjid to worship Allah. We thank Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this religion so easy. He has not put any difficulty on this uh, on us. And the Prophet said, This whole earth has been made to me a place to pray and a place to do wudu and tahara. From wherever we are, we can pray. We do not have to come to the masjid to pray. Given all that is happening, we don't want to add more fuel to the fire. We don't want to make the situation worse. And that is why it is a very, very wise decision that Muslims, uh, especially in areas where the, the health officials have said that it is a danger, and Dallas is one of them, that we shut down uh, our meeting places for a while because of the nature of our community and our hugging and mixing and our shaking of hands and our standing side by side. This is not the same as going to a grocery market and you're five feet away and you take extra precautions. We really cannot do that in our communities and our masajid. So it is best to on the side of caution. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the grantor of success and in him we put our trust and we seek refuge and we ask Allah for sabr and for thabat and for iman. Nas'allah as-salamata wal-afiyah. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. لا يزال الخير حياً لا يزال إن في الدنيا سلاماً وظلال أخبر الأيام أنها في وصال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال